Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. pretty serious stuff. This is pretty intense. It's a very tedious game. I, didn't, I thought it would end quicker. Brother Jason, I thought it would be over like now, you know, they're kids. But they're in it to win it. Okay. It's not even the fun part. The water's not even over the lip. I've played before where it's like a dime. You could spit a quarter through that water. Come on, Zayla. Let's give a hand to Zayla. Come on, Zayla. Well, you guys, you guys got to do it together then, all right? A little team effort. How do you, how do you feel? A little... You got to help out. Okay, that's fine, Gigi. You got this. She's winning. She's winning it for her team. <laughs> oh, I saw that. That's a drop. Come on. Just dotting them up right now, little by little. Hey, don't, don't shake the table. Don't ever, I want everyone's hands up right now. Hands up, hands up. Thank you. Sam, I need you to ref on this. For those in the back who don't know what's going on, trust me, this is intense, okay? This is... Three drops. I'm sweating. I'm sweating right now. I'm sweating right. I'm sweating right now. Who thinks it's going to spill over on this one? I've played this game too many times. It's going to go probably at least another 30 minutes. So this is about, I didn't actually prep a lesson today. This is, this was it. Woo! You got to It is like this. It is considerably taller. Isaac, come on, Isaac. No, Isaac. Gigi. You did. Why'd you do that? Spill the water. Spill the water. Come on. Isaac's no longer forklift certified. It's fine. Look at how much water you can. <laughs> That's a little peer pressure. Good. Oh, my goodness. 
uh, everyone will notice I made sure the carpet was protected. I got one of those buckets. I felt like I really prepared on this one. So this is... Oh. <laughs> Hands off the table. I saw that. Eyes like a hawk. Oh. Ooh. It waved. It is above the rim. I think it's, uh, if you want to be technical, it's about the ionization of the water versus the ionization of the glass and, you know, if you've, uh, surface tension. It's okay. Oh, don't touch the table, though. Ooh. No. What do you, what do you see, ref? It's good. <laughs> Pastor, how close is it? How how close is it to spilling? It's awfully close. Now, hey, real quick, Gigi, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a little option, real quick. Do you want to bring in another person for your team? Absolutely, Absolutely not. You do, yes. Zayla. You get to choose who you want to play for your team. It could be anyone. Danica? Well, she has a bum knee, so she's out for the season. Um, I saw it. You can choose anybody. You can choose an adult. Brother Jeff is really good at this. Brother Jeff is scary. Guys. He's been called up. <laughs> No, mm, that wasn't a drop. Okay. So let's all chant. Jeff, brother 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 Jeff. It's the boys' turn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, do you guys, are you sure you guys don't want to sub in for your team? You, they're good. Finn could do it. He's, Finn is tapped in right now. He's Hand it off. All right, hand it off. Hand it off. Oh, I see. She had one. She had one. She did it. She did a one drop 
I saw it. Oh, it is. It is bubbling above that rim right now. What? Finn's, uh, Finn's busy right now. I'm asking the same thing. I thought. Oh. Hey, no, 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 no. I need. I need that for later. I need that for later. Everyone give a hand to everyone who participated. But boys, don't go anywhere. No, no, I need that for later. Hey, hey, hey. These are um, fresh minted by the way. If you were at our, uh, our Christmas banquet, you know what was going on. There you go. Please go. You guys. Gabriella? All right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Hey, man. I'll leave this up here. That's fine. That's fine. Wait, no. we're, uh, we're going charismatic today, I think, maybe just a little bit. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> All right. Wasn't that fun? For those people in the back who didn't know what was going on, it was fun. I promise. It's okay. It was a blast. I'm having a blast. I'm sweating already. So that's how you know it's fun. Amen? All right. Before we go on, so typically, let me tell you about the little process of our youth service. We come in. We have a game. We try to do some worship. We already did the worship. We're a little out of order. That's okay. That's okay. So we you know, do a game, worship. Uh, we've been given five spots with some of our young people. Easton had one a couple of youth service ago. He did a really good job. We want to give more youth, young people opportunities to talk and speak and teach, really cultivate them because they're great. They know more than they think they do because they've been, a lot of them have been living this. They've been growing up in this and they've absorbed so much, but as soon as they start applying it, they're going to change their world. And I'm so happy to be there, to be a youth leader, watch them, cultivate them, help try to do something with them, but they're already uh, way better at stuff than I was at their age. So if you have your Bible, we're going to turn to Philippians Four, verse 19. Four, verse 19. All right. And my God shall supply all your needs. Say need. Need. What do you need today? Does anyone have any need? Not like need bread. There's no K in this word. It's, it's like actually what you really need. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm going to, let's pray real quick. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day for this opportunity that we have to learn from you and have a little fun doing. I ask that you bless us, God, that you have such a great word and such a great, great lesson for us today, not because I put it together, but because your Bible is the thing that's behind it, Jesus. So I ask that your word grows forth in someone's heart today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. My notes are in my pocket, so I'm going to pull out the old phone, phone notes. Amen. Just so I can keep on track. I don't want to go off track. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big rabbit trail guy. You know, we'll just go, we'll just go somewhere. won't be where we need to be. So stay, stay on the notes. All right. So supply all your need according to his riches in glory. I used to read as riches and glory. I changed my reading. Uh, well, I just learned yesterday as I was rereading. I was like, oh, it's riches in glory. So riches in glory completely not really changed a whole lot because it's still his riches, right? I was on the phone with a New York Life agent, brother, both brother Woods, and I was there getting me ready through the process, and the lady said, all right, Mr. Garrett, she said, Mr. Garrett felt very cool. I'm like, oh, Mr. Garrett? Wow, this is, 
this life insurance thing is serious. This is not, this is not, this is not your dad's insurance. It's not my dad's insurance. He's, uh, he's, it's, I don't want to talk about it. But I said, Mr. Garrett, what is your net worth? I didn't have to think about it. I said, I think it's zero. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and she said, no, 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 Mr. G- I, maybe you don't know what net worth means. It, and I was like, I didn't want to interrupt her. She was very nice. I've been to college. I know what net worth means. I'm solid in my answer. She said, it's assets minus liabilities. So, Mr. Garrett, what is your net worth? I'm like, still zero. <laughs> Nothing changed. So, aren't we glad that it's not my riches? Your, your needs is not supplied by Colton. It's not supplied by Easton, even though it would be a little better. Not supplied by Brother Woods. It's his riches. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He owns all the beasts of the earth. I hear he owns the hills too. He probably owns it all. So all of your need will be supplied by Jesus Christ, by God, by, by the Father, the creator of the universe. He has all. He is in all. He is above all. He's through all. It's him. It's all in him. I'm, I'm free with my hands today. I'm using the thing. Brother, brother Grant, I, I don't know what I'm doing either, man. I remember you had a little, you were so graceful with it, man. I can't do it but it's okay. We're learning together. What am I doing? All right. So Paul wrote Philippians, right? He's writing to the church of Philippi, and at this point, he's been in Christianity for about 30 years, uh, many, many theologians say. 30 years, and in all that time, he has probably experienced some of the most distress, the most time where he would be in need over just about anyone else, certainly more than I have. He was beaten five times. He was shipwrecked three times. He stayed a whole day and night in the ocean. He was beaten with rods. He was left for dead after he was stoned. If you're reading uh, Corinthians, he tells a great story about being let down in a basket on a wall. This guy had to escape a lot. So for him saying that my God, Paul's God, the God that Paul serves that he's trying to teach us all about, the one that we also serve is not different gods, it's the same God, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. If his God will supply all my needs, then I think I'll be pretty set. But it's tough to get to that point where you believe it, because I haven't lived it like Paul. But I got to tell you, you don't have to be living in this thing very long to have all your needs met. There's a story of a couple, uh, of a young family about 20 years ago. They were driving to church one day, and they're low on gas, and they were on the middle of the highway in Spokane, and they, they really needed gas. They didn't have money to fill it up, and they just prayed, and they saw the gas gauge literally fill up as they were driving. That was my parents about 20 years ago, and we made it to church that day. They were only in the church for about a couple of years, so you don't have to be in this for 30 years. You don't have to be in it for 30 seconds. If God wants to meet your needs, and you know God can meet your needs, he's going to supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Maybe you're wondering why I chose this game. Kind of hard to see, but I love kind of the interpretation of it, the pouring out. There's a a, a story that most of us probably know in 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings 4, it's a widow woman, a recently widowed woman, and the debt collector is coming. I have a lot of debt. I didn't tell the lady that, but I don't, technically I don't pay it off until I'm after college. So not my debt right now, right? So net worth still zero, not negative, still zero, Still zero. <laughs> but the, delect, the debt collector was coming, and he was, he was coming for her two sons. It's, it's, I can't imagine being in that position. Her husband just passed away, the, the breadwinner of the family. There's no one else to go. And I don't know how old her sons were, old enough to be sold into slavery, probably be used in forced labor, menial labor, somewhere else. And her life was literally crumbling piece by piece. And she had nothing. 
So she thought, because then the man of God came by, Elisha, the, 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 the uh, protege, the, the second, or the, the one after Elijah. He, they're very similar names. Don't mix them up. They're very different people, but they all follow the same God, and they're really close to similar people, and they're right next to each other in the Bible. Great men of God. But Elisha was coming by, and this widow woman said, hey, hey, I need your help. She told the life story of her going on. And he said, what do I have to do with you? <laughs> what, do I, what can I do for you? What, can I, what do I got that you can have? And he asked a very important question. What do you have? Sometimes when we're at our lowest point where we think there's nothing we can turn to, we have to still remember what we have. What we have. Just, she said, well, she went through the list like, I don't got much except for this little pot of oil. Just this little bit. Just this tiny. It's not, it wouldn't amount to anything. But God works on a different economy. He doesn't need everything to do everything. He is everything, so he can do everything. He doesn't need a big amount. He can just supply. The key there is what will you bring to the table for God to expand to meet the needs? So he said, I have this little pot of oil. So he said, that's it. That's all you need. Go borrow vessels, empty vessels from anywhere and everywhere. Just keep on getting, keep on getting. And so she did, and she got all the vessels she could, and she closed the door of her house, and she started pouring out, pouring out. And it wasn't her making the oil, right? Because let me tell you, she poured out, and it just kept on going and going and going and going and going until it filled the very last vessel, and there's nothing left. Until there's no more vessel left, then the oil stayed. It wasn't her making the oil. It wasn't her pouring out of her abundance. She had a little bit. How could a little bit go that far? It really can't unless something else is working on it, unless it's someone else having all the power, having all the riches in glory. It's not about what I can do, but I have something I can bring. It's not about anything I can say, but I have something that I can talk about. You know, it's not out of my abundance. It's about what I'm willing to do. But he will still provide all your needs. Every need was met. She sold all the oil, and she had enough to live off the rest. I don't know if it was just the rest or the rest of her life, but she had enough to pay off all of her debt and keep on living her life. Your God will provide for all your needs according to his riches in glory. I'm a youth pastor, right? Uh, I've been doing this for a little bit, but it doesn't take a... I, I don't just know about youth problems. I'm becoming an adult. Life insurance now. What? That's an adult thing. Very crazy. And I'm realizing that the same problems as an adult happen when you're a kid and anywhere in between. And the big issue there is the needs. The needs. Maybe when you're a kid, you need someone to protect you and help you walk around, put you in a car carrier. And then when you grow up a little bit, you kind of have a little protection a little muscle mass maybe, maybe if you're like Easton, you have a lot of muscle mass, and you know, you can take falls a little bit better, you can bounce up a little bit, and when you're older, you know, you're more independent than you're thinking, but everyone at any age needs salvation. It's the biggest need. It's not, it's not money. It's, salvation doesn't compare. You can't buy salvation, so it's not money. You don't need money. It's not food. God says that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So it's not food that's your greatest need. It's, it's the word of God. It's the pure salvation that's found in it. And everyone needs it. Me, you, my dad, my mom, my grandma, everyone needs it. Now, I was going to say everyone and your dog, but that's an iffy topic, iffy subject to some people. I'll let you seek out your own salvation on that one. But everyone needs salvation, and Jesus makes it abundantly clear. 
in John chapter 3, he says, unless a man is born of the water and the spirit, he, he can't see the kingdom of, kingdom of God. He can't go to heaven. You can't even look at it unless you're born again. We've been talking about that in a couple of Wednesdays with Sister Corey, Brother Jason, and he's just doing great. I'm so, so glad to have you guys here. It's been incredible teaching, and it's been such a theme on my heart, salvation, not just because it's like a seasonal thing. Like this season, we'll talk about salvation, and the next season, we'll talk about, no, it's an everyday thing. Your salvation not dependent on one day and you're good for the rest of your life. It's an everyday thing. It's a walk. Paul calls it a race that you have to run. The writer of Hebrews says, put all the weights aside so you can run the race with confidence. Your life is a life built around, am I going to be saved at the end? Salvation, as I heard from some uh, very uh, theologian, Brother Bernard, he talks about salvation happens when you first are saved. You are saved. You were saved. You're being saved, and you will be saved. It's a process every day of your life, and everyone needs to experience it. Mark 16, Jesus says, you must be baptized. Whoever believes in me and baptized will be saved, and whoever is not shall be condemned. Acts chapter 2, verse 37, the bunch of people are, are wondering around, what is happening with this crazy house going on? People are speaking in other languages. It's crazy. It's only 930. They're drunk. No, they weren't pouring that out. Something else was being poured onto them, and that was the Holy Ghost. And Peter gets up, and after he gives a message, and, and these people around knew what they did wrong because we all have done something wrong. I'm not telling you that uh, you're, you're bad. I'm not doing that. That's not me. It's just what God, it's just what the Bible says. All have sinned. We're all in this together. It's not one person's better than the other. We're all on the same playing field. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And when these men heard that they had a hand in making Christ suffer like that, they said, what are we going to do? I was praying one time, and I was feeling kind of bad about myself because, you know, it happens. We're human. I'm not always super happy. Sometimes I'm a little not happy. And I was really praying, and I listened to this podcast about the, the guy was talking about he heard a sermon, so it's like third hand. I know, like a guy was talking about a guy, but trust me. And I'm a guy just talking about it, so... But he said that he heard a sermon where it talks about in, in the book of Isaiah, the prophecy that says that we, he was bruised for our transgressions, you know. He was, he was you know, oh man, I just lost it. But he was, he was bruised for our transgression. He was, uh, he was, what was that? I'm so sorry. I'm literally losing it. I, in our iniquities, <laughs> he was bruised. I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, why couldn't I feel the bruises? I was feeling so bad about myself because I've, been rece- I've received grace so many times, and I kept on messing up. And I just asked God, why, why couldn't I feel the stripes upon my back? Why couldn't I feel the bruises? And he said, you didn't have to. You, didn't, you don't have to feel. You, maybe you feel shame and guilt, but he took the shame and he took the guilt. You may feel bad, but it's okay because he, there it is, praise God wounded <laughs> that's the word wounded for our transgressions i don't have to feel the wounds because paul says the wages of sin is death so in all honesty we should die we should die where we stand because we are we're full of sin or we have a, we have a sinly nature about us and we try to do right but i just can't do any good thing by myself he was wounded for our transgression he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement for our peace for our peace 
He didn't fight for his peace. There's people out there who fight for themselves. They fight so that they could have peace. And he said, no. He fought for our peace. It was upon him. By his stripes we were healed. And as I was praying, he said, you don't have to feel the wounds because I already took him. You don't have to be bruised because I was already bruised. That's what salvation is. It's it's what we should receive is death. But he says, I'm going to give you life and life more abundantly. He's going to supply for your need of salvation. And I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk after you're saved. I'm not saying you're never going to be, you know, never going to be ridiculed for being a Christian, never going to face, you know, sufferings or, or trials or tests. That's kind of life in general. You're going to face tests and trials. But when you're with God, sometimes the, the scrutiny is a little bit higher. Sometimes the microscope's on you a little bit more. But don't worry because he'll still provide for all your needs. It's going to be tough sometimes living for God. It's going to be tough but when you have salvation, when you have the blood of Jesus over your life, that, that repentance that you can call upon and say, Jesus, Lord Jesus, forgive me. When he died for your sins, he said, you have a way to die and your old man's gone. The things in your past, no more. Don't worry about it. And then he was buried. And we can be buried the same way in baptism in Jesus' name. Not in any name. Colton can't save you. can't buy things for you. definitely can't save you. My dad can't. My dad has a bigger bigger bank account than I. He works a little harder than I do, so that probably translates, but he still can't save me. He can't save anyone. But it's the blood of Jesus who, who just when he died, he bought everyone. He said, I have the opportunity for y'all, every person who calls upon my name and is baptized to be saved. And then maybe the best thing of all, the pinnacle, the crux, the, the, just the most wonderful thing. Not only did he die and was he buried in a tomb, not only do we repent and get, you know, baptized and come up again, when we come back up, we have an opportunity to live again. Because Paul says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is working inside of us. When we have the Holy Ghost living inside of us. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, that's what was Peter was talking about. In Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost fell on him, that is that final piece of the new birth experience. That is when you can truly have all your needs met because you have the Holy Ghost working inside of your life. And it comes not just by, you know, a little feeling in your heart and you feel good. And that does happen for me when, I, when I'm praying in the Spirit, amen. Or you get the Holy Ghost for the first time. We went to junior camp and a bunch of our kids got the Holy Ghost, amen. And everyone said, best feeling of my life. It does feel good, but something else happens. When, when the Holy Ghost fell, there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind from happen. That from heaven, right? Not from happen, from heaven. <laughs> a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the house. That's how God operates. He fills the whole house. He doesn't just fill you. He fills the whole house. He comes in, and he moves, and when someone gets the Holy Ghost, I'm sure someone who's never had the Holy Ghost can feel something different in the atmosphere. It changes everything. I just remember walking into that, in that junior camp chapel for the first time, and it was just so saturated with all the other years of the Holy Ghost. So it was a different atmosphere because God is fixing to move in their lives. And I believe in this room tonight, God is waiting to move in your life. You can be born again because after the, the, the sound of the mighty Russian wind that filled all the house, there was, there was tongues of clothes and fire upon their heads. And then they began to speak in another language as the Spirit gave utterance. It's not someone just blabbering just to blabber. It's not that at all. It's an unknown tongue to you. So if I speak Spanish, I don't. If I sp- and I do speak English. It's the Holy Ghost is not going to come in English. It's going to come in a language I don't know. I've heard stories of man, uh, past brother, Reverend, the title, <laughs> Lee Stone King. He was uh, preaching 
in a little town in New York, and he was just in the back praying. And there was this guy from college, from a college in the area, who went in there, and he was just observing class. And uh, after the service, that college student went up to Lee Stone King and said, "What did you? Where did you learn Latin like that? Just the most beautiful Latin I've ever heard." And he said, I, I don't know Latin, <laughs> but I know what happened. I know what happened. It was the Holy Ghost moving on and speaking another language. So when you get the Holy Ghost, the evidence that comes out of that is speaking another tongue. Every time the Holy Ghost fell, they said they, they knew they got the Holy Ghost because they were speaking in another language. They were glorifying God in another language, and that's what happened. And when you have the Spirit of God working in your life, when you have the Spirit of God working in your life, that's when things happen. And I use this game because it's fun. But if we go to John chapter 7, verse 37, this is before Jesus died. This was when Jesus was walking around. And he was at this feast. And on the last day of the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Verse 38, please. And who, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, some translations say bellies, but really out of the innermost being of you, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. But now that Jesus has died and rose again, we have this opportunity to, out of our bellies will flow rivers of living water. The psalmist said, he anoints my head with oil in my cup. It will just overflow because that's what happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon your life. It's not just going to be on the inside. He's going to move on to the outside of your life. It will flow like rivers of living water out of your spirit, out of your very soul. It will be the sound of glorifying God. So if you feel empty today, if you feel like there's no hope, that you're incomplete, I know someone who we can stand complete in, him. Jesus, who is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, in whom you stand complete. So if you feel empty today and you need to be filled with something, I would submit to you today that you should be filled with rivers of living water. For out of your bellies can flow rivers of living water today. If you feel God moving on you, I, let's just stand in the place. You can all join me standing. If you don't think this is for you, the prophet Joel said, it is for everyone because God will pour out on all flesh, on everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you are feeling empty in the room, if you're feeling that your needs are not met today, I have someone who can meet all your needs right now in this room right now. You just start to glorify him. Just start to praise him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He fills every vessel. The, the oil filled every vessel, every shape, every side, every walk of life. She gathered from her neighbors who knew where they were, but the vessel was still filled. So it doesn't matter what the vessel looks like. It doesn't matter what the vessel has done as long as you empty yourself out. That's repentance when you just draw everything out of you and you say, I'm ready for something new. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. If you want your old life to die right now, you say, Lord Jesus, create in me a clean heart. Oh, God, renew a right spirit within me, Jesus. And if you keep on praising and glorifying him, your house, your temple, your temple of the Holy Ghost will be filled. Hallelujah. If you want to find someone to pray with, if there's someone around you who's feeling empty, they need a little spot to pray, you can come to the front. But I think it's just right right now if we just pray. God is in the house. He's looking for someone who needs to be filled in the name of Jesus. If you haven't been filled in a while, it's time to get it again in the name of Jesus. 
Oh, hallelujah. If it's been since camp, it's time to get refilled in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. you have a need that, that it just hasn't been met, whether in body or in mind or in, in physical, if you have money need, if you have any sort of need, come, come have someone pray with you. Let the elders lay their hands on you. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. So if you're in need right now, join with a brother, join with a sister right now and have your meetings. Don't worry. Don't be shy. We're all in this together. It's all right. Just you, it's all right. The Lord's in this place looking for someone to fill, to fulfill the needs, to supply all the needs today. He's here to supply all your needs today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.